Hi everyone, and welcome to the 129th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and today, we're finally doing it. We're gonna talk about Kingdom Hearts Key. For this episode, we're gonna have a full summary of Kingdom Hearts Key, the entire first season. Now, the reason why we haven't talked about Kingdom Hearts Key for so long is because of our policy of not covering spoilers for games that aren't out yet. Well, to be fair, Kingdom Hearts Key has been going on for a long time, but it's an ongoing thing. It's no, it's not finished. So because of that, it's been really hard to figure out what to do with this. So uh, starting today, or and at least for the next couple of episodes, we're, we're going to have a series where we're going to demystify and summarize the Kingdom Hearts Key saga uh, up up through at least what is known as Season 1. And we're going to talk about all of it. Now, to be clear, if you are playing Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key, Season 1 is not complete. It is not done in North America. So, to be fair, we are kind of going against our policy, at least when it comes to the official English release of this title. Reason being is, if you are a Kingdom Hearts fan of any stature, if you follow anyone on Twitter that has Kingdom Hearts stuff related to them, uh, you already are seeing major spoilers uh, for things that happen, characters that exist in the second season of Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key or Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. As a result of that, I feel like our hands are kind of forced that we do need to start talking about this stuff. In reaction to that, that's what this episode is for and that's what this uh, episode series is going to be about. So... Uh, what I want to know uh, before we get into it is uh, I want to know what you guys think about Kingdom Hearts Key. So if you guys can tweet me at KHUnion, let me know what you think about our coverage and what our coverage should be for Kingdom Hearts Union, for of Kingdom Hearts Union Cross and Kingdom Hearts Key and all that stuff. Uh, I'll just say right now, blanket statement for the next three episodes, spoilers are fair game of the entirety of season one. Of Kingdom Hearts Key, so that's for the next three episodes. That means, uh, as far as what we're going to talk about, we're going to be talking about the entire story of Kingdom Hearts Key, that web browser game, which is the same story that happens in Unchained Key, but we're stopping before the major turning point that starts Season 2. We're stopping there, at least for these three episodes, and we will also talk about the entirety of Kingdom Hearts uh, key back cover, which is the movie that was included in the final chapter prologue, uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8. So if you haven't watched or dove into any of those things and you'd like to, by all means do so. That being said, uh, one of those things is very difficult to get into. One's easy. One's a movie. That's, that's no problem. I don't, I don't have any fears that we're going to be spoiling too many people on back cover. I'm sure most of our fans have, uh, seen that I, on the other hand, feel that with Kingdom Hearts Key, that story, I feel like most of our fans do not have a full grasp of that story. And that's why we are making this episode as a summary, or at the very least, a companion to your playthrough of Kingdom Hearts Key. So just to get into a little bit of the uh, the structure of Kingdom Hearts Key, uh, Kingdom Hearts Key is a mission-based game where you go on missions and at the end of some of these missions, you will have a cutscene. And by some, I mean very few. Like we're talking like maybe 10% of the missions you play have cutscenes. Like it's real, real low. 
And uh, in terms of mission count, we're like up to like 700 and something. And each mission could take like, you know, a couple of minutes to like maybe 10 minutes, like depending on if it's a difficult boss. So uh yeah this game can be very long and then that's not even counting all the grinding that you'll have to do so you'll be strong even strong enough to uh get through the story the main story as it is uh this game is a drip feed so even if you do follow along even if you do play through all of it because the story missions are so spread out it is very easy to forget important plot points it's very easy to forget things that you need to understand the rest of the story so that's why this episode will exist uh we're gonna look to actually put the main segment of the show on youtube i'll see about making a video version of it so that it's accessible to as many people as possible uh because what i noticed in researching this episode is that there really isn't a one-stop shop for the entire for an entire story summary a very clear, concise explanation of this story uh, that is clearly becoming very, very critical to what will uh, transpire in in Kingdom Hearts uh, three. So uh, that's that's why we're making this. So moving on. For you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. Our first and only segment will be our summary of Kingdom Hearts Key, Season 1. <laughs> we are not talking about Season 2, but I'll just say, just just... Just so you know, personally, yeah, I've seen everything. So I'm coming. That's 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 another thing is that uh, I I've written this summary knowing what gets cov- what has been covered so far in season two, specifically so I could grab stuff that you're gonna need to know to understand season two. So uh, I guess you could sort of treat this episode as a replacement for having to watch all of the first season. I, I mean, you don't have to watch it at all if you listen to what I'm gonna tell you and you can just skip ahead to season two um but i think it's worth a watch of of season one some of the stuff in there's pretty good it's i mean it's not visually impressive because it's literally just a bunch of like cardboard cutout characters (laughs) sort of like flipping flapping around at each other and like there's not a lot of action but you know so I, I think I, I think this podcast could replace it, but if you want to watch it after or watch before and then come to this after for like a, a synopsis to help you understand it better, then like by all means, however you want to use this episode, by all means, this is our little experiment and present to our fans uh, so that we can get everybody caught up to this because this is important in my opinion. Um, I kind of feel like, so remember Kingdom Hearts 2, how, you know, you, you, had, you play King, Kingdom Hearts 1, then you went on, you played Kingdom Hearts 2, and then you had your friend, and they're like, man, Kingdom Hearts 2 is good, but like, what's going on in the story? And then you ask them, oh, did you play Chain of Memories? And they're like, what? <laughs> that's that's like your average Kingdom Hearts fan going into Kingdom Hearts 3, because they've played all the games, but they skipped out on key. They skipped out on the phone game, because that's the most skippable one, because like it, it plays like crap, it looks like crap, and it it's paced like really, really, really bad crap. So yeah, I I have a feeling that this is going to be a bigger problem than 
than than we've ever had because like you know you're gonna have people that haven't played since two of course and then you know they've missed out on everything from you know dream drop distance and birth by sleep and recoded and three five eight over two but then you've got dedicated fans who played all of those things but they skipped out on the phone game and you know it's gonna be bad so that's why we're making this anyway moving on in the way of announcements as always you can support us on patreon at patreon.com slash ffkh union just pledge a dollar and get access to a special podcast called please be excited our Patreon executive producers are as follows. We've got Barry Norton, who is at Nortron Zero. Blue Machine, who is at Blue Machine. Christian Burge. Joe Tremonti, who is at JC Tremonti. Louis James. Satria Jajazudharma, who is at Satria 625 Rubin. Chris Morales. Brian McArdle, who is at Darth Brain 92. Eric Decker, who is at Chaco Taco. Harley Crawley, who is at DarkZT Okami. Jonathan Gonzalez, who is at Oh It's Just Johnny. Josh McNabb, who is at J2K9, Marcus Karnecki, Michael Graham, Thorn Bullen, who is at Massacre23, Tyson Wildman, who is at Ty Wildman1, William Trengrove, who is at Varnus the Azure, Zach Duranto, who is at ZDuranto58, Billy Jackson, who is at underscore Billy Jackson, Darian Matthews, who is at Doomster73, John McRae, Joseph Robertson, who is at Pokemon Trainer J, Keith Field, who's at the mighty keith mario herker mike shirley donnelly who is at curious quail muhammad quayam nico gonzalez who's at nick underscore knack 95 rachel casterton who is at oriba yun ray richard holman who is at vex lennon winkle the bernie bro who is at the underscore bernie underscore bro vita nitas who is at v underscore tron 5000 Zach Porter, who is at Porter Paradox, and Zelda Clone, who is at Apes Type Novels. And as always, be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. Just to let you know, uh, I saw that you know we've got got a lot of questions recently. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll definitely be getting to them soon. I don't know uh, if we'll cover them on the next show, but I think we might have room because I think our summary of back cover is not going to be as long as the one that is this one this one's massive uh but it's it's for good reason this is a big game and there's a lot of story to cover back cover i think we can be a little quicker with because i think and not cover like every single nitty-gritty detail because it's like i'm sure a lot of people have seen it uh we're just gonna maybe be more analysis whereas this is like hardcore summary i'm assuming you haven't like seen all of this or any of this uh, so I hope you guys are, are ready for it. So, uh, yeah, send us your questions, questions at gmail.com. All right. So now we're going on into our Kingdom Hearts Key Season 1 summary. Long ago, people lived in peace, bathed in the warmth of light. Everyone loved the light. Then people began to fight over it. They wanted to keep it for themselves. And darkness was born in their hearts. The darkness spread swallowing the light of many people's hearts. It covered everything, and the world disappeared. But small fragments of light survived, in the hearts of children. With these fragments of light, children rebuilt the lost world. It's the world we live in now. But the true light sleeps deep within the darkness. That's why the worlds are still scattered, divided from each other. But someday, a door to the innermost darkness will open, and the true light will return. So listen, child, 
Even in the deepest darkness, there will always be a light to guide you. Believe in the light, and the darkness will never defeat you. Your heart will shine with its power and push the darkness away. Kingdom Hearts Key takes place in the distant past in an era known as the time of fairy tales. The world of Kingdom Hearts Key is a vast conglomeration of many worlds in one, but the story takes place in a place called Daybreak Town. We'll get into the nature of this world more later, but for simplicity, this world is one massive landmass that contains many worlds, and they're all connected by land. The closest example of something that we've seen that's similar to this is at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1 and the intro of Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Sora, Donald, and Goofy are walking along a grassy pathway, and Sora makes it to a crossroads. At some point, he takes one of these paths, follows after Marluxia, and finds Castle Oblivion. Now, he gets there entirely by walking on land. Is that what happened here in Kingdom Hearts Key? Is that the structure of the world of Kingdom Hearts Key? We don't know for sure, but that's the closest that I'm aware of that we've seen in the series so far. Next, let's talk about characters. So the first and most important character is you! In Kingdom Hearts Key, you get to create your own player character, a Keyblade wielder of your design. They can be male, female, they can have a Winnie the Pooh hat, they can have an afro. Design them how you like, they can be as cute or as ugly as you want. The character doesn't talk much at first, but they do play a pivotal role in the events to come. Next we have Chirithi. Chirithi is an adorable cat familiar that all Keyblade wielders possess during the time of fairy tales. They were created by the Master of Masters. The Master of Masters is a mysterious individual. He created Chirithi, and he led a group of six disciples. He bestowed five of these disciples with a copy of a book called the Book of Prophecies. This book details all future events, including the inevitable victory of darkness over light. Each of the five disciples with the books of prophecies were known as the Foretellers. The Foretellers were the leaders of the five unions of Keyblade wielders established by the Master of Masters. They all have a copy of the Book of Prophecies. In the Book of Prophecies, it says that they will fail in their quest to stop the spread of darkness and will ultimately turn against each other in a great battle known as the Keyblade War. Now, there are several more characters that are involved in the main plot of Kingdom Hearts Key, but I think it'll be better to be introduced to them as they come along in the story. Kingdom Hearts Key begins with Kyrie's grandmother's story. It is, after all, the origin of the concept of Kingdom Hearts Key. At the beginning, after you created your Keyblade wielder, you're then prompted to join one of five unions, each of which are led by a different foreteller. There's Unicornus, led by Master Ira, Ursus, led by Master Ased, Leopardus, led by Master Gula, Anguis, led by Master Envy, and Vulpus, led by Master Ava. The goal of the unions is to travel to many worlds, fighting Heartless so they can collect light in the form of something called Lux. Their hope is that they can use the Lux as the power that will allow them to push back the darkness and secretly, hopefully, stop the Keyblade War. Your journey then begins. You go on several missions, and after some missions, Chirithi is shown talking to different Chirithis in town. At one point, the main character's Chirithi meets a dying Chirithi. It's said that its player was consumed by the darkness. It was killed. 
If a player dies, so does its chirithi. One day, the player's chirithi shows them a dream. In this dream, the player sees the five union leaders and a man in a black robe, who we now know is the master of masters. They're talking with each other, but the player can't hear what they're saying. Soon, darkness encroaches in the scene, and the dream ends. Back in the player's bedroom, Chirithi is standing on the windowsill and prompts the player to go back to sleep. A moment later, a different Chirithi appears outside the window. It asks why Chirithi showed the player that dream. Chirithi said it's doing the exact opposite of what the Chirithi outside is doing. The outside Chirithi declares that they are enemies from that moment onward, and then disappears. During a mission, the player helps a boy named Ephemer who was fighting Heartless in Daybreak Town. He's a Keyblade wielder from another union. Today, he's on a mission outside of his union. As thanks for helping him, he reveals something he discovered during his mission. The worlds they visit are actually just holograms. They're like 3D projections. The light they collect is actually the light from this world. The world of Kingdom Hearts Key is physically connected by land to countless other worlds, but it's impossible to go around to all of them. So Ephemer reveals that he's found that there's a mechanism here in this world that projects those far-off worlds here in Daybreak Town and allows them to collect lux from faraway lands. Ephemer thinks that the books of prophecies that the foretellers have are those mechanisms that create the holograms. Ephemer has also learned that each union has different goals. This causes the player to remember the dream they had of the man in the black coat talking to the foretellers. This intrigues Ephemer and makes him want to team up with the player and look into this. They secure a route to the place from the player's dreams and decide to return the next day. That night, it seems that Ephemer goes to that place alone, and their promise to meet again is broken. The next day, the player waits at the town fountain, waiting for Ephemer to show up. Unfortunately, he never does. Chirithi then tells the player that he should go home for the day, and it gives the player a hug, revealing under Chirithi's cape a Dream Eater sigil. It seems that Chirithi is in fact a spirit, a Dream Eater of Light, as we've learned from Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. That night, the player has a dream of meeting Ephemer again. In that dream, they decide to go back to the Foreteller's base. Ephemer tells the player that it's just ahead. Then, after a pause, he says that the player isn't ready yet, and he says that he'll wait for you. Then, he disappears into a puff of dandelion seeds. After this, the player goes on many missions to find Ephemer. At one point, the player even fights Master Ava because they tried to enter the Foreteller's base again. While the player sleeps, Ava appears in their bedroom and speaks with Chirithi. She says that she believes that Ephemer spoke to the player in their dreams from a different realm that she calls an unchained state. She says that Ephemer must be very close to the truth. So after this, the player meets a girl named Skuld. Or is it Skuld? So, so far, we haven't heard anyone pronounce this character's name yet. But, in the Japanese, her name is written in katakana as Skurudo. 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 So, it could be turned into English as Skuld, 
or schooled. Japanese actually doesn't have the vowel sound uh, so it's impossible to write skulled in Japanese. You can only write skurudo or skarudo. Generally, when trying to emulate the uh sound in Japanese, they would use the ah or what we would call an a, so it would be skarudo. Skarudo, skulled, skarudo, skulled. Or skurudo, schooled? <laughs> anyway, we'll just have to wait and see what they end up pronouncing this as. I hope this is not a Titus or Titus fiasco, but for now, I'm just going to go with Skuld. Moving on. So the player meets a girl named Skuld, and she says she was once a party member with Ephemer. Skuld also believes that Keyblade wielders should work together just like Ephemer. She then says she was visited in a dream by Ephemer. She was told by Ephemer to find this player. They both decide to go back to Ephemer and the player's original meeting place, just under the base of the Foretellers, against Master Ava's wishes. On their way, they meet the Dark Chirithi. It's a nightmare form of Chirithi, aka the bad kind of dream eater. This is the same Chirithi that declared itself an enemy of the player's Chirithi. It believes in stealing all the lux to prevent people from fighting over it. The player's Chirithi asks the dark Chirithi who its player is. And they say they're closer than you think, and then disappears. When Skald and the player make it to the foreteller's room, they find Master Ira, the leader of the foretellers. Master Ira fights the player, and after this, it's revealed that the battle was just an illusion. They were actually still in the sewers under the foreteller's base. And Master Ira was actually Ava in disguise. Master Ava then reveals that she's created a group of Keyblade wielders called the Dandelions. They're a group that will leave this world and start over, creating a new world. She lets the player and Skuld know that Ephemer is fine, and that's where he's been all this time, in the other world. She then invites Skuld and the player to join the Dandelions. Skuld accepts so she can see Ephemer again, but the player rejects, at least for now. The player says they can't leave behind all the people still in this world. The player wants to stay and save them if they can. As time goes on, the tensions rise between all the unions. War is inevitable. Master Ava goes to the hill outside of town and sees Lushu, the sixth disciple that had disappeared around the same time as the Master of Masters. She asked him where he's been all this time and what he's doing. He said he's here to watch the end of the world, and then after that he will leave. He reveals that the Master of Masters never cared about the fate of this world, but he was interested to see how the Union leaders would act and guide their Keyblade wielders. The clock tower bell tolls in the town, and the Keyblade War begins. In the town, the player meets the Dark Chirithi again, who reveals that it belongs to the player. It says that it was created from the darkness gathered by the bangle the player is wearing. It says it was created from the darkness gathered by the bangle that the player wears. It gathers darkness called guilt and improves the player's fighting abilities. It's the source of the Dark Chirithi. After the player defeats the Dark Chirithi, it says the bond has been severed and then disappears. The Keyblade War finally begins in a land known as the Badlands. The player does battle with each foreteller one by one. 
Finally, the player fights Master Ava, who says the player should get out and go to the Dandelions. We then jump ahead in time, and after all the fighting, the player has fallen. A light from the heavens opens up, and the player sees Skuld and Ephemer coming to take them to the other side. The player scolds Ephemer for breaking his promise. Ephemer apologizes and says, Ephemer apologizes and says, let's go together. He puts out his hand, and the player reaches out to grab it. That ends the main storyline of Kingdom Hearts Key Season 1. That being said, there is a secret ending that follows it, which we will be talking about right now. After this, the player wakes up with Chirithi on top of them in Enchanted Dominion from Sleeping Beauty. It's a world they hadn't explored in the main storyline of Kingdom Hearts Key. They walk forward, and they find that they can't progress any further because the bridge is blocked by a bunch of black thorns. A familiar black raven flies over to the other side of the thorns. Chirithi remarks, wouldn't it be great if we had wings? And then Chirithi and the player decide to return back home to Daybreak Town. On the other side of the thorns, the raven meets with Maleficent. Maleficent says, It seems it went well. Even so, where has that fool gone now? Oh well. Not even Sora and his friends can meddle in this world. Not when nuisances won't get in. <laughs> she then walks towards the castle, and then the scene fades. Reconnect Kingdom Hearts. So that is the end of the summary of Kingdom Hearts Key Season 1. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be analyzing it all in a future episode, so please stay tuned for that. But for now, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope this covers the entirety of the story. You have a good idea of where we stand. If you want to go out and watch it now, uh, Kingdom Hearts Insider's YouTube channel has a great summary of all the clips. There's a lot of great Let's Players out there that have all the different episodes, uh, Everglow. So check out YouTube. That's definitely the place to be. Uh, again, the North American version of Kingdom Hearts uh, Union Cross does not have this content, does not have content up to this point yet but it seems like it's getting close to uh, this point in the story. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Anyway, the music for this episode is a cover of Dearly Beloved by Bell Strings on YouTube. So please check them out. They're Bell Strings. That is B-E-L Strings. So check them out. It's really great. So our next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 26th of September. Uh, in the event that anything happens at Tokyo Game Show, we'll definitely talk about it, but our main focus for that episode will be a uh, summary slash probably... And please subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. And remember, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. And if you have any questions to ask, please send them to khuquestions at gmail.com. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I put a lot of, oh man, so much effort into compiling all this information. Uh, I hope this, uh, you know, alleviates some of the strain of understanding what the story is all about. We'll, we'll definitely be bringing a full analysis you know, some theories on what some of this stuff means. I know a lot of it is like really hard to grasp. And like, that's because a lot of it ends off in cliffhangers and like 
Like the way the story is delivered is a series of cliffhangers. There'll be a little bit of story and then it'll end with a cliffhanger and then uh, they'll resolve that cliffhanger and then they'll end with another cliffhanger. And then the story bits are so far apart that like it's really easy to forget things. So I hope having it all here in one, you know, fairly, I hope fairly concise uh, podcast slash uh, maybe maybe I'll put this on YouTube as well. I hope this this is easy for you guys to, to understand. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to stick with uh, Kingdom Hearts key spoilers being fair game for at least the first three episodes uh i want you guys to let me know on twitter at kh union please tell me what do you feel about our coverage of kingdom hearts key is it okay do you think it's okay for season one spoilers to be fair game starting now even though they're not done in america yet or do you want us to wait until it's done in america and then it's fair game and then as for season two how do you guys want us to handle that how do you feel about us talking about season two things even though we're not even close to season two yet in in the in america uh because i know a lot there's a lot of people out there and they're all talking about it so um it kind of sucks to be the only ones left out of that discussion uh anyway we're putting it out to you guys you know you know our policy up until this point has always been wait and wait a while after the the game has been released and then we can talk about spoilers but uh i want to know what you guys think you know is it okay to start changing things because of the nature of this particular game and uh yeah what do you guys think let us know on twitter so anyway i'm brandon saying goodbye this has been a kingdomheartsunion.com production